free from all sin. Oh, how we'll shout and how we'll sing when the redeemed are gathered. And it's good to be in the house of the Lord again this morning. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Sister Miriam, could you come and take up our Sunday morning offering for our discipleship? Father, we thank you again this morning for your people. God bless them in every place. So, Lord, I pray in this study time together, this hour of worship, oh, God, we praise you and we honor you. Touch those that are sick in body today, those that are not feeling well, God, those that have circumstances and situations. You know all things, God, and our trust is in you. Amen. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him in the morning, praise Him in the noontime, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him when the sun go down, come on, let's praise Him, praise Him. Praise Him in the morning. Praise Him in the noontime. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him when the sun goes down. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. We're talking about a victorious people and a victorious church in the end times. Amen. And you may be seated, got your lesson. We're going to lesson two today. We're talking about love and truth amid false doctrine. Amen. Hallelujah. Victorious people and a victorious church in the end times. How do we stay victorious? How do we keep the faith? How do we keep running this race? Amen. We have to stay focused on Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him because you trust in him. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord Jehovah is an everlasting strength. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. God is able as Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus, he says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Amen. We've got the power. Amen. Think about it. You know, in Psalm 62, 11 and 12 says that all power in heaven and earth is given unto Jesus. God has spoken once, Isaiah, Psalm 62, 11 says, that God has spoken once. Twice have I heard this, that power belongeth to God. And also mercy belongeth to God. That's why it's of the Lord's mercy that we're not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. So if God has got all power, and Jesus says, I will dwell in you, and I will be in you, and I will take up my abode in you, guess what's in you? All power. Amen. You've got all power. It's inside of you. You're a keg of dynamite. <laughs> Think about how powerful you are. Amen. So we're a victorious people. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Think about it. You, you win. 
You can't lose with Jesus. You and him are the majority in any situation and any circumstance. Amen. So if we are victorious people, then we have to be a victorious church because the people are the church. And we have all power. All power in heaven and earth is given unto me. Matthew 28 and 18. So that power is in us. So let's use that power for what he gave it to us for, to be witnesses. You are my witnesses, said the Lord, and my servants whom I have chosen. You may know and believe me that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, and neither shall there be after me. I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Aren't you glad you know the Savior? Amen. Praise God. You know the Savior. So you should lose. You should win. Amen. You should win all the time. Amen. That's what Micah is trying to encourage you. He says, you know, though I I fall seven times, I rise up again. See, I get up. I keep getting up. Amen. The fight ain't over as long as you get up. He can count. He can count. The ref can go one, two. But if you get up, he has to start all over again. So just keep getting up in Christ. Amen. So we want to talk today from lesson two, love and truth, a mixed false doctrine. Love and truth, a mixed false doctrine. Now, we talked about truth. We know that Jesus Christ is the way. He is the truth, and he's the life, right? Amen. So we have to love truth. We have to love Christ in a mix of false doctrine, all right? So our theme scripture for this week is 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 10 and verse 12. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. See, if you're going to be saved, you got to love the truth. Amen. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusions that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure and unrighteousness. So you can see the value of love and truth. We can't be saved without love and truth. Amen. And so, therefore, we need to cling to the truth and false doctrine. Proverbs 23, 23. Buy the truth and sell it not. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. Buy the truth. Amen. Whatever it costs, whatever it takes, whatever, how much pain and suffering you have to go through, don't let go of truth. No matter how much persecution you go through, you don't let go of truth. That's why when you look at Matthew 5, Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount, you know, he lists some things uh, about blessed are the pure in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. You know, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. You know, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, yea, for they shall receive mercy. You know, blessed are, you know, he goes on and he says, blessed are you. 
when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all matters of evil falsely against you for my name's sake. He says, rejoice and be exceeding glad, for so they persecuted the prophets which were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost his savor, wherewith shall he be salted? It is good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. He says, you are the light of the world. You are a city that is set on the hill that cannot be hid. Men do not take and light a candle and put it under a bushel. He put it on the candlestick so that it can give light to everybody that's in the house. So he tells you that you're going to go through some things, but don't let go of truth. Keep holding on in the midst. The false doctrine, amen, is going to radiate. It's going to come in these last days. Amen. And Matthew chapter 16, verse 6 and verse 12, Jesus told his disciples, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Amen. Verse 12. Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So doctrine, false doctrine, is going to arise in these last days. And we see it is already happening constantly. Amen. As Paul told Timothy in Romans sixteen seventeen, he says, Mark them. That cause offense contrary to the doctrine which you have received and learned and avoid them. So marked, amen, the doctrine. What is the basic fundamental doctrine of this organization? The basic fundamental doctrine shall be the full doctrine of Bible salvation, repentance, water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the initial signs of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God give the utterance. Every one of us must know the basic fundamental doctrines and the teachings of Jesus Christ and his apostles. We need to study it. We need to have it in our hearts. We need to have it down inside of us so that we can Figure out when winds of doctrine, as Paul says in Ephesians 4, start blowing into our lives and start blowing in our directions. And things are being trying to change. There's a lot of things that are out there. I just finished reading a book called Irresistible. I don't know if you've heard of it by Andy Stanley. And one of the things he's trying to say to a certain degree is that the Old Testament doesn't apply anymore. Winds of doctrine. Is coming our way, so we need to be careful. You know, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections and instructions in righteousness, that the man of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Amen. So we have to be careful. We have to mark these that are coming against the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Amen. Paul tells Timothy in 1 Timothy 6, 1 Timothy 6, verse 3 through 6, If any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing 
but doubting about questions and stripes of words, whereof cometh envy and strife and railings and evil surmisings and perverse disputing of men's of corrupt minds and destitute of truth, supposing that gain is godliness. From such withdraw thyself, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Amen. So we have to mark those that are causing offense. False doctrine, false teachings are going to come our way. Praise God. And the winds are going to blow. So we have to be ready. And we have been warned. Look at Matthew 24, verse 4 and 5. Matthew 24, verse 4 and 5. Jesus warns us twice here. He says, take heed that no man, what, deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Amen. You ever been deceived? Jess, you ever been deceived? Mary, you ever been deceived? Amen. Why? <laughs> Amen. We got to make sure that we're not being deceived. Say, we got to know truth. Truth will help us prevent from being deceived. So Jesus gives us warning. He tells us it's going to come. That many is going to come in his name, says I'm Christ, and going to deceive many. So you've got to be careful. You've got to know the truth. You've got to know the doctrine. You've got to know the word. David says, thy word have I hid in my heart so I won't sin against you. i got to put the word in deep within me. I've got to study it and i got to cling to it and i got to learn how it applies to me so that when the false doctrines come, I can see it. I can know it. I can reason and pick up on it. Amen. Of what someone is trying to, to deceive me with here. Amen. And the only way we can avoid deception is to know what is in this book. Know what did Jesus teach. Know what did the apostles teach. That's why Jude says in Jude 3, Beloved, it was needful that I should write to you and exalt you to contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. Jude verse 3. Amen. They had a common salvation. Amen. There was not three or four different salvations out there. They had one salvation. That's why when you read the book of Acts, when you go through the epistles studying, you see they had the same common thing. And you and I have been built on that same foundation of Jesus Christ. Amen. But neither is there salvation in any other. So you have to be careful. So we see this warning and concerning false doctrine manifesting in three humanistic philosophies in the last days. Relativism, pluralism, and anti-foundationalism. Amen. Relativism, pluralism, and anti-foundationalism. Rebelism, amen, according to the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, relativism is not a single doctrine, but a family of views whose common theme is that some central aspect of experience, thoughts, evaluations, or even reality is somehow related to something else. According to the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophies, 
relativism is not a single doctrine, but a family of views whose common theme is that some central aspect of experience, thought, evaluation, or even reality is somehow relative to something else. A simple definition of relativism is the ideal that points of views has no absolute truth or validity. That relative, though, <laughs> the idea that points of view have no absolute truth or validity. Relativism is damaging because it attempts to destroy the foundation of truth. Without the security of foundation of truth, the believer is left without anything substantial to believe. If nothing is right or wrong, per se, then there is no right or wrong choices. Thank you. Thank you. Therefore, everything is fluid in a no man's land of uncertainty. Amen. Come on. Come on. Truth is absolute. Truth and relativism is incompatible. Amen. They don't go together. Amen. So we have to realize this. Amen. That's why we must understand that Jesus Christ is the truth. Amen. He requires no qualification. You don't have to justify the word of God. It stands by itself. It defends itself. Amen. So relativism is one of the doctrines that you're going to find that starts to run rampant in these last days, the false doctrine. And we see it constantly happening today. And this is why we must know the doctrine, amen, that if every point of view has no absolute truth or validity, come on, we must know what God is saying to us and what he's trying to show us. Pluralism. Wikipedia says that pluralism is used often in different ways across a wide range of topics to denote a diversity of views and stands in opposition to one single approach or methods of interpretation. Pluralism is used often in different ways across the wide range of topics to denote a diversity of views and stands in opposition to one single approach of method of interpretation. Merriam-Webster definition defined pluralism as a theory that there are more than one or more than two kinds of ultimate reality a theory that reality is composed of pluralities of entities. A mild form of pluralism would be a cozy sound and ecumenical that suggests we should attempt to tolerate others of different religions and denominations. Toleration is good and admirable as long as it does not cross the line of compromise in biblical truth to embrace false doctrine for the sake of toleration. Amen. Pluralism is a more developed form of relativism, however, is the belief that all religions are equal and value and that no religions has absolute truth. 
So in other words, what they're saying is, we all are the same. <laughs> yeah, I don't find it that way. We're not all the same. That's why Jesus says in Matthew 24, beware, take heed, that no man deceive you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Amen. So we're not all the same. I hear that all the time. Oh, we're all the same. No, we're not. Paul, right into the church of Galatians, chapter 1, verse 6 through 9, he says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that would not trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. He says, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any of the gospel unto you that which we have preached unto you, let him be a curse. And we said before, so say I now again, though we or any man preach any other gospel to you than that which we have, you have received, let him be a curse. Amen. That don't sound like too much pluralism to me. They're given warnings. You know, I will tolerate people, but not for, against truth. And this is what we need to realize. Amen. You don't compromise truth. You don't compromise the doctrine. You must stand firm. Amen. Because if you don't believe that the, the doctrine is truth, then what are you going to stand on? What are you going to believe? James says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. If two religions are the same, somebody ain't right. Come on. If we all are equal and the same, why ain't everybody loving Jesus? <laughs> why is the Muslims not loving Jesus if we all are the same? Huh? Come on. If we're the same. So we have to be aware of these false doctrines that is going to try to deceive you with all damnable heresies, the Bible calls it. Amen. Different teachings that Satan is putting a little bit here and a little bit there to trouble you, Paul says. So therefore we have to be aware that if the deception, as he deceived Eve, he just got her to thinking, you know, that what God said was not true. And as a result, she took and she ate. That's what the enemy and how it, they do it right now. And I know a lot of schools and a lot of colleges and, and people that are going to colleges are being deceived because it, they, they, they keep dropping just a little hint. Just a little bit and, and try to get you to think and change your mind and what you believe and what you stand for. And then the next thing you know is that snowball effect. And they start rolling down the, the hill and the next thing you know is bigger and bigger and bigger than what you want to deal with. And so you cast away everything. That's what happens. This is why people backslide. 
is they don't have a love for the truth. Because when you have a love for the truth, you don't go away from Jesus Christ. You hold on. You know that's your sure foundation. That's your solid stand. Amen. Amen. No matter how much realism or pluralism comes your way, nothing, Paul says, shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. Amen. I've got to know the truth for myself, the revelation of the oneness of God and who he is. I've got to spend some time with him so that I know. No, amen. I've got to get along with him so that I know for myself I've got to take a stand for the truth. Amen. You look at Paul's life. He was willing to take a stand for this truth of the gospel. All the disciples that Jesus called, they was willing to die for the truth. Amen. And so, therefore, we have to be able to stand. As Paul says in Ephesians 6, when you have done all you can do to stand, stand therefore, having your loins goaded about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shell of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. In other words, everything Satan throw against you that's a lie and is not true and try to destroy you and you're walking your way, you can hold to Christ. Amen. Praise God. Don't give up. Don't give up. Amen. Paul writing to the church at Ephesus in the fourth chapter in the fourth through sixth verse, there is one body and one spirit even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who's above all and through y'all and in y'all. Amen. Praise God. Think about it. Amen. There's one. He's above. He's through. He's in all. Amen. Praise God. What a mighty God we serve. There's only one gospel. So there can't be three gods. <laughs> Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. And you must love him with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And these words which I command you this day must be hidden in your heart. And you must teach them diligently unto your children. And you talk about them when you're in your house. You talk about them when you're in the way. You talk about them when you lie down. You talk about them when you get up. Amen. You write it as faultless before your eyes and on your hands and your, your gateposts and your doorposts. Don't ever forget God. Amen. There's one God. Praise God. Amen. That don't sound too pluralism to me if there's only one. Paul says to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 8, 6, But unto us there's one God, <laughs> the Father, of whom are all things, and we in him. And one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we are by him. Thank it. There's only one God. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, 
preached them to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received back up in the glory. Amen. There's one God. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 1 and 2, And brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimonies of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Amen. Paul says they weren't with exciting words and excellency of speech. All I came to tell you about that Jesus died. He was buried, and he rose again the third day according to the Scripture. And when you repent of your sins, you die. When you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you're buried. And when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you're risen to walk in newness of life. Praise God. (laughs) We can tolerate people, but not to cast away truth. Amen. Hold to the truth. You have to be the solid foundation. Amen. Number three, anti-foundationalism. Anti-foundationalism. Here. Anti-foundationalism is the rejection of the idea of a single unified whole in which everything is ultimately interrelated is the rejection of the idea of a single unified whole and which everything is ultimately related. The existence of what we call knowledge only exists because we have created it. Anti-foundationalists believe that life is defined by personal experience. In this respect, knowledge is transit, accident only, existence, excuse me, only until something better comes along to replace it. Hmm. Green New Deal. <laughs> Amen. Is the respect, <laughs> in this respect, knowledge is transit, existing only until something better comes along to replace it. Learning is only something which man used to comprehend what society thinks. Hmm. Knowledge is transit. It exists only until something better comes along. Hmm. Foundationists believe that everything exists only because we believe it is there. In other words, foundationalism is that which is against and opposed the foundation which believers recognize as the truth established by God's word. Let me say that again. Anti-foundationalism is that which is against or oppose the foundation which believers recognize as the truth established about God's word. So when they come against the foundation, what you believe and what you stand for, think about it. That's anti-foundationalism. David writing in Psalms 11.3, he says, If the foundation be destroyed, 
what shall the righteous do? If truth and righteousness is destroyed, what are you going to do? Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3.11, he says, For other foundations can no man lay than that which is laid, which is who? Jesus Christ. So what do you see happening in the world today? It's against the foundation. It's coming against Jesus Christ. Amen. Church is evil. Christians are evil. It's coming against the foundation of Jesus Christ. It's trying to destroy the foundation of what the Word of God stands for and what it was built for. Amen. It's coming against you. Amen. It's attacked on the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul tells us in Ephesians 2, that in 20 and 21, we are built upon the foundations of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself is the chief cornerstone and whom all the building fit plainly together and groweth up into a holy temple unto the Lord. Amen. He is the foundation. So it was it was being attacked when he was on the earth. The church has been under, under attack continually. But what did Jesus say in Matthew 16, 19? The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. He is the chief cornerstone. He has all power in heaven and earth. Amen. So we need to realize what transpires if we allow the foundation to be destroyed. You have to stand solid. You have to stand firm. Amen. On the truth of God's word and be not shaken. Be not moved. Amen. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. There is no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. If the foundation of truth and righteousness is destroyed, here are some things that happens according to Isaiah 59. Transgression and lying against the Lord. This is what we start seeing is transpired because they're attacking the foundation and many are giving up on the foundation. Many are letting go of truth. Many are not living holy. Many are not living righteous. The things that we once felt were so important, we're letting it go. Amen. We're not holding on to it. If it was truth then, when I got saved, it's got to be truth now. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am the Lord. I change not. Amen. So Isaiah says in 59, transgression and lying against the Lord, backsliding, begins to take place uh, when the foundations of truth and righteousness are being attacked. Speaking oppression and revolting, amen, begins to take place. Conceiving and uttering from the hearts words of falsehood. Amen. People start lying more and more and more. Judgments, he says, is turn away backwards. Uh, truth is falling in the streets uh, and equity cannot enter. Truth 
spirit. Those who will try to get away from evil make themselves a prey. Read Isaiah 59 sometime at your own leisure. Amen. Maybe today or tomorrow. And see some of the things that he brings out in that passage of scripture. But we must stand solid on the foundation of God. Amen. Other foundations can no man lay. He's the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fit plainly together and grow it up unto a holy temple unto the Lord. So when your foundation is being attacked, you've got to stand firm. You've got to stand solid. Amen. Anyone who is against the foundation of the Lord is building their house on the sand. Remember what Jesus says in Matthew 7, 21 through 28? Amen. He says, He that hear these sayings of mine and doing it not, I will liken him to a man which built this house upon the sand. And the wind blew and the rain came and it beat upon that house. And great was the fall of it. Why? Because it was built upon the sand. So therefore, in other words, false shiftiness, false doctrine shifts. It's constantly moving. That's why Paul calls it winds of doctrine. The wind blows. It just keeps moving. It keeps moving. keeps moving. And if that's how you build your life on falseness, that's what's going to happen. You're going to get further and further and further and further and further away from truth. So you have to realize, amen, that the enemy, as Peter says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, I'm not your adversary. He's not your adversary. Hey, she's not your adversary. She loves you. You love him, right? We talked about that, right? Satan is all of our adversaries. See? So we have to be sober. We have to be on the alert. We have to watch. That's why Paul says, watch. Stay alert. These shiftings. We're in the last days. Come on. We're in the end times. And we see all these things. Like we talked about last week. Lovers of self. Proud. Blasphemous. Covetous. Disobedient parents. Unthankful. Unholy. He lists the things that's going to happen in the last days. And now he tells us here with, with uh, the Second Thessalonians that if they don't love the truth so they can be saved, what is going to happen, he says? He says, God is going to send you a strong delusion that you will believe a lie and be damned. Wow. God, we blame everything on the devil. The devil made me do it. <laughs> the devil does this to me. The devil did that. Is God sending some delusions? Is God trying to give you a wake-up call because you don't love the truth? So you can be saved? Whoa, something to think about. i got to love this. Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Do you love me more than these? 
Yeah, Lord, I love you. Simon, do you love me? More than these. What did the Lord tell the church at Ephesus in Revelation? I have somewhat against you. What? Because you left your first love. Whoa. You remember how excited? I just heard a message by Brother Wayne Huntley, and the title of it was, you know, The Sin of Somewhat. Because he said to the church, I have somewhat against you. You left your first love. Remember when you got saved, you want to tell everybody about Jesus? What happened? That's his message. What happened? We're called to be witnesses of the Lord. We want to tell everybody. Now we don't do it. It's called the sin of somewhat. We left our first love. So the antidote for false doctrine is truth. Love truth. Love the truth. Love the truth. Amen. Knowledge of the truth is essential. Presuppose knowledge of truth. Knowledge of the truth is essential to salvation. Knowledge without love is only cognition, uh, understanding. Knowledge was, without love reduced religion to philosophy. Amen. We've got to love. This is why the Bible tells us, Colossians 3.14, that love is the bond of perfectness. We've got to love this. Peter says in 2 Peter 1, 5 11, add to your faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, temperance, to temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness, charity. Amen. For these things be in you and abound. They make that you will not be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But he that liketh these things is blind and cannot see afar and has forgotten he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give all diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall but so in entrance and to the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We have got to cling to the truth. Amen. I'm clinging. I'm holding. I won't let go. Amen. Oh, my brothers, are you ready for the call to count your Savior, King, and Lord of all? Amen. We have got to have the truth. Amen. To prevent deception, prevent Satan from deceiving us. Put on the whole armor of God, not just a part of it. Every soldier has got to put it on all. Amen. If you ever go to a military school like jump school or air assault school or whatever, and then they come through every morning and they inspect you to make sure you've got everything you're supposed to have. And if you are missing one piece, they can drop you from that course. Amen. Because it's all a safety issue. You can get killed or you can kill someone else. Amen. I got dropped from a course because I didn't get the donut in the helicopter in in time. You know what they says? It's a safety issue. Think about it. 
It's a safety issue. I would think it was a safety issue. I would have all the time I wanted to get in right. I said, no, the timing of the essence to make sure you know what you're doing and get it in there as quickly as possible and get out. You don't have time when bullets is flying. You need to be able to do it as quickly as possible. Amen. We have to be able to prevent the devil's deception. So put on the whole armor of God. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 2.11, Lest Satan should get advantages of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. He's only got three weapons, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Amen. So we've got to love the truth. Don't let him get advantage of you. The things that is written for was written for your learning. He deceived Eve. Eve's story is a, is a way for you and I to wake up and realize if he comes with that subtle uh, approach, uh, trying to tell us to go against something that God has already told us not to do. We need to be able to pick up on that device uh, that he's trying to deceive us. Amen. We've got to be able to stand solid and firm in the things of God because we don't want God to send us a strong delusion that we will believe a lie. Amen. All I want coming from God is truth. Uh, I want wisdom. I want knowledge. I want understanding. I don't want any deceptions out of my Savior. Amen. I want to be solid uh, and firm in the the foundations of God. Buy the truth and sell it not. Uh, whatever it costs. I remember how many friends you have to reject you. No matter how much pain you have to go through, you cling to the truth of God's word. Because the truth, amen, Jesus said, shall make you what? Free. It will keep you solid. It will keep you steadfast. It will keep you lifted up. Amen. The truth shall make you free because he's given you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that you might be called trees of righteousness, the planet of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Amen. So the effects of this truth, it will keep you free. Freedom, freedom, excitement, amen, strength, joy, unspeakable and full of glory, peace that passeth all understanding, amen, the love of God, amen, will reign continually in your hearts, and you will have eternal salvation. That's what Paul says to Timothy and 1 Timothy 4, 13 through 16, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to Doctrine, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly unto them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed therefore unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt save thyself and everyone that hears it. From you. Amen. Not only is truth vitally importantly, not only do we need to know the truth and love truth, but we must live the truth every day. Jesus Christ must be in us in every way. So in all the false teachings, all the uh, relativism, all the pluralism, all the anti-foundationalism, you must stand firm on God's truth. His word, thy word is truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So cling to the word. Don't ever let it go. Study it. Hide it in your heart. 
Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen? Amen. Woo! God bless you. Take a break.